This is Millennially Speaking, a podcast about politics, pop culture, and everything in between. I'm David Latimer, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Cheryl Boyer. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. It's good. So what I want to talk about first is we were off for a week. Um, spring break. We had our spring break, but unfortunately, the news was not kind to us because we missed something very important, and that was the full release of a redacted version of the Mueller report. Yes. So I don't want to dwell too much on that because that's kind of old news, but... Today, we're recording this on a Wednesday, Wednesday, May 1st, um, but today is the start of William Barr's, uh, the Attorney General's testimony on Capitol Hill. Yes. So, he is currently, right now, he's testifying before the Senate. I believe tomorrow he'll be testifying before the House, mm-hmm. um, but he is going to be sort of explaining and sort of justifying some of his actions uh, ahead of the Mueller report. So, um, what we would have talked about had we talked about the Mueller report more was he actually did obviously we know he had that four page summary that we talked about summary of a 400 page yeah it was it was a over 400 page report that was the thing that we our entire Mueller episode was only based on his letter right so we may need to revisit that but Mm -hmm. um he did that and then he also about an hour and a half before the Mueller report was made available to the public he held a press conference and sort of explained what was in it and he said there were um 10 episodes of possible obstruction of justice, but his legal opinion is that if there's no underlying crime, that you can't obstruct justice. Exactly. There's no crime. Right. So how do you, first of all, how do you feel about that particular opinion? Um, it's just weird because it's like everything is held to an opinion. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, like speaking law, he's right because you need empirical evidence behind it. Um, but it's, we're getting the opinion of one man. Right. And he is a Republican and he is a Trump supporter. So, I mean, it seems biased. It would only seem right to call it biased. But at the same time, it's just, it's a mess. Like, it, it really is a mess. I'm really interested to see how this um, comes out in front of, you know, the Senate and everything. Because, I mean, there's people that are like, he's... Because like we said, there's no collusion or no right there was there was no coordination between the trump campaign and russia there were some more questionable contacts but he couldn't make a case Mueller could not make a case for it so he was i don't like to use the word fully cleared or exonerated right but in that particular case he could not make a case for the trump campaign coordinating with russia Mm. but as for obstruction there were all of these instances where he said these are obstructive actions right you know some of them were obviously they had already talked about the firing of jim comey the but it's one so weird it was like trump he like danced around it mm. so it's kind of like like i see where he's coming where it's, it's like eh, eh, it's debatable well th- i think the most interesting one um from the Mueller report was or, or this episode from the Mueller report was the when Trump told Don McGahn to fire the special counsel. Yeah. And and that was just one of those instances of he told somebody to do something that would have been obstructive, and the only reason that obstruction of justice didn't happen is nobody listened to him. Well, wait, wasn't there... Now, is this true? Because honestly, forgive me, finals, graduation, so I'm not truly up to date like I should be, but um, there was a post saying that Trump did know that he was basically effed. Is that like, he, was that a true did, statement? He did say that. Oh, yeah. Okay. What, well, he, when he, that quote is in reference to, uh, I believe Jeff Sessions told him that a special counsel would be appointed. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and that was in reference to that. Right. Because, and I don't know, Trump being a history scholar and all, we clearly know that. Is that what um, we're calling him? Right. Um, <laughs> is he thinking because they're going to look into something, or is he just thinking because of the optics of it and potentially because of either Clinton or um, Nixon? Right. That if you have these kinds of investigations going on, that... That it's just automatically impeachment, or... Right. Well, did he do something wrong, or are they going to dig until they find something wrong? And that's sort of... It would be interesting to know, like, the, what he says in public, is that re- really how he feels, or is that sort of just putting on a show i don't know well, I'd, I'd like to know to be honest i mean he's safe until 2020 unless he wins I and mean, you can't what is it like, you can't Who, indict an incumbent well, president. you can't you cannot indict a sitting president right. based on department of justice guidelines but your girl nancy pelosi <laughs> has said she has no interest in impeachment so is, because i mean I understand where 2020 is coming if he wins re-election then we need to rethink who we need to rethink our education system in America. Well, and and I get I get why she's doing it because the political calculation is that clearly he will not be removed from office because mm-hmm. to actually remove a president from office you impeach in the house which clearly the democrats have the house so they'll right. get him in the house potentially but you need a certain majority in the senate and the senate is currently controlled by republicans right. and they will not the the point of it is to right you'll you'll impeach in the house but then the trial happens in senate and the senate will not take it to trial so it's almost like destined to fail Mm. um and it will just look inherently it'll look inherently political and they won't get anywhere with it they know they're not going to get them in the senate so what's the point exactly and i also think that it was a big deal that nancy pelosi a lot of republicans are like all right we understand in which my liberalness was tinging but i do understand what republicans are saying is that we need to focus on making our country one again mm-hmm. not great again because we've always been great we need to focus on uniting our country and we can't do that when we're all hating our president so we have what a year left of him mm-hmm. we just have to work with what we have right now because right. it's not guaranteed that he's going to be president for another four years which i really hope he's not but for right now, there's so much other stuff that needs to get done that we can't have the drama of trying to impeach a president, trying to sabotage him or anything like that. Like, we just know that he's awful. We know that he's this. But, I mean, if we're as strong as we want to come off as, we just need to work through it. Mm-hmm. And we need to work with our president, which I can't stand him. But we need to work together right. to get things done. We've taken this presidency and we've made it so you're either so right or you're so left and or far right, far left. And we forgot that these parties have to come Mm -hmm. together. We are so polarized right now and we shouldn't be. And I think that's what the problem is. Everyone's like, oh, you're a Republican. Like, can't talk to you. No, I need to talk to you because I need my liberal or, you know, Democrat side to somehow mix with your Republican side so we can come to an agreement. That's the part of, you know, that's just American politics. So, I mean, it's very, very confusing. But I also think sometimes, what would it be like if we were so busy, if we weren't busy hating Trump and we're working together with him? But what, would, he, what would get done? Exactly. Because like you said, the criminal reform, it really was a big deal. And it was so overlooked because mm-hmm. of our hate for him. Well, and also just recently... Um... Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi sat down and talked about infrastructure. Right. And they, they agreed right. on a number. They really? agreed it was two, uh, $2 trillion, I think. Yeah. To to actually 
do some kind of infrastructure. We America's infrastructure is trash. Right. And it's we, that's awesome that we're actually going to do something about it. I mean, right. but why did we wait? So why did we wait three years into his presidency? To do I don't it? know. I ask, mean, ask your Democrat friends about leave us alone. I'm just saying <laughs> I'm just saying it's it's almost like we put the government on pause for two years, two and a half years. So that way we could do this whole Russia investigation, which, yes, if there is reason to suspect that he was coordinating with the Russian government to win the election. Yes, we should investigate that. But why was the rest of the government on hold? Because we were, well, we have to wait. We can't do let Trump do anything because he could be compromised by Russia. Exactly. And why don't you want to get something passed? Even though I, and I will absolutely call out the Republicans. You had all three chambers. You had the House, you had the Senate, and you had the presidency. Why was not a single thing passed besides the tax cuts? That, that was the only yeah. thing that got passed. You didn't get the, the Obamacare repeal. You didn't get really any other big and, the wall, any major the, promises. Nothing got done. And that was also the frustration with Democrats. But at the same time, it's like we also didn't want some of the stuff that you guys wanted to get passed. Well, exactly. Passed. But now you're being obstructionist because now it's, well, we can't let Trump's anything Trump succeed. Right. And I well, I kind of like the direction that Nancy Pelosi is taking us in because she's like our leader right now. And she's really... Begrudgingly, just, she's your leader. Yeah. <laughs> and she literally has put... Democrats on her back and has taken us and, you know, is telling people she's putting a lot of, especially the newer class, the uh, Mm -hmm. freshman class for the Senate. I mean, she's really put like she's I just don't know how to explain it. She's really trying to like like, even out the playing ground. Right. And she's doing a great job. But like I just said, I just feel like it was just the timing was just so off. Right. Well, and the, the Mueller report now that it's here and done it's still not over. Yeah. And, and polling has shown that Americans are not as concerned about Russia as the news media and people in Congress would have you believe. Right. I believe it's, and don't quote, it's somewhere between 55 and 60%, um, like, don't care about it really at all. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very frustrating that they're, they're harping on an issue that clearly the American public has said, we are done. We yeah. are fine. We don't really care anymore. And that's not even just from his supporters because he only has about 40 something yeah, percent like approval, rating. approval rating. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. So it's not even just, well, it's all of his Republican supporters say they don't mm. care about the Mueller report. There's a good chunk of independents and Democrats in there. I'm sure that are like, let's move on. Right. Honestly. And it's everyone wanted this to be like the Watergate scandal. And it just was not. Exactly. And it like, I mean, in a way it was smart. Like I said, he danced around mm-hmm. basically any type of evidence he avoided obstruction because nobody listened to him which is i think the most fascinating and interesting thing about this is that yeah he probably could have been you know impeached for obstruction of justice had people actually listened to him so one of the industries that millennials have killed i'm sure you're aware of this is Mm -hmm. the taxi service yes because we don't like talking to people and we don't like doing things like that we like doing things on our phones absolutely so ride sharing um you actually this past week had some experience with ride sharing i've only had limited experience with ride sharing same um i use yeah i used um uber i think once or twice maybe i did it a couple times around the city and once to get from uh, like a bar in Philly back to the train station. Okay. So like at two in the morning when the bar closed, you had a few drinks, you shouldn't be driving. Right. So you do Similar that. Similar experiences. Um, so you this past week have been using Uber and Lyft a lot because you had some car troubles. So what was yes. that like? So I never felt so millennial in my life. It was 
it was a really good experience. So like you said, I did have some car trouble. So when my car was in the shop, I took Lyft for a week, not Uber, but Lyft. Um, Lyft is like cheaper by two cents. I so you, you actually like Lyft? <laughs> well, I, I was always confused because Uber, you pay and you find the price out front and then Lyft, it's like they're hiding the price from you. So I'm always worried. No. No, because when you go, it's always like you pay by the mile or something, but it doesn't tell you the total cost no, up front. it tells you the total cost. Oh, well, maybe I just don't go far enough. Yeah, like literally like... I got, Well, I guess I'm always worried. <laughs> so I downloaded the app and because I'm sitting there and I'm like, where am I going to go? So it tells you, it brings up a map and says, where are you going? It has your, you can search your destination and it shows you cars that are around you. So you just hit your location and it'll tell you the price and everything. Mm. So... That's expensive. Oh, that's just going... Where's it having you go? I don't know. Oh, that's my sister's house. That's still expensive. It says like a 10-minute ride is like 15 bucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's why I said I did this for a week, and I made sure I got my car back. And I did. So... We gotta gotta get bikes. (laughs) Right? No, scooters. (laughs) We're getting them scooters. Right? (laughs) So, like I said, this was great for a week, and a week only. I will definitely only stick to using Lyft when I'm in the city, because it's convenient, or unless I'm drunk. But um, so basically what I did was I took a lift everywhere. I took it from my house. I took it to a dentist appointment. I met so many interesting people. And it's so great. Like every time I got in the car, I like hacked into my journalist side, like my interview. <laughs> I felt like I was investigating um, journalists. But I was like, oh, so why are you driving for a lift? And they're like, oh, well. One thing that's common is that a lot of people do use both. And I was in the car of uh, super experienced Lyft drivers. So they're the ones with the laser beam thing that mm-hmm. says Lyft on there. Like have all the gadgets, the lotions, the candies in the back seats. Oh my gosh. And then I was in the car with like the average Lyft driver where it was just like, where are you going? Like, oh, okay, that's it. But the conversations I had were great. Like I met people that were like, oh, like, you know, this is my main job which is crazy to me. And then I met people that were like, oh, this is like my side gig. Like my one Lyft driver, she picked me up when she was, she was like, I just got out the gym and you know, it's a quick way to make money. And I was like, that is so right. But could you be comfortable? Like, would you be comfortable with just random strangers in your car? No, see, I'm that and pizza delivery or any kind of food delivery. I'm always worried I'm going to get like, shot or mugged or something like somebody's oh, gonna oh my god i'm always worried because i'm like i'm inviting strangers into my personal space that aura yeah right like or if i go to deliver pizza like i'm not doing it for me i'm doing it on behalf <laughs> of some company and they're not there to protect me same thing with lyft and uber like if i'm driving a car like i'm by myself that company i don't have a manager or store security there to protect me I it's it. me myself and i and i'm i'm not a cabbie so i'm not carrying a gun I i'm just... sure uber and lyft wouldn't let me I just always have this fear that, like, I would give someone a ride and someone would come behind me with a knife and just, like, slice. Exactly. Like, it's a general fear and it's so weird. I don't know what type of phobia this is. But that, I mean, I did ask them about that because I, um, the one driver I said, he, he said that he does this 24-7. So, which to me, I was like, I don't have the patience. But mm-hmm. um, he was just like, yeah, you know, he told me he does have a pocket knife in the car. And I was like, that's great. But what are you going to do? Like you're in the driver's seat. That's probably what I would do. I just carry like a Boy Scout knife with me. Yeah, but I don't know. It was this was a definitely an experience that I'll never forget. But for me, I think Lyft is just best when I'm in the city because no one mm-hmm. wants to drive around the city. When I'm in the city and I have a location, it is kind of expensive. We do live in the suburbs, so not you know our store isn't down the street. It's right, you know, on the highway and out. Right. 
But um, I don't know. It's fun. Like not having a car for a week, I really got a chance to like absorb my last few weeks of college. So mm-hmm. I just, you know, walked around campus. We have beach chairs on campus now. Oh, do we? we? Do, yes. Oh, wow. So I sat on like the beach chairs. I saw my friends, which I never talked to because I'm always hiding in my car. <laughs> but I mean, this was great. I did it for a week. My car is back and I will go back to being isolated in my vehicle. <laughs> it was an experience. It now, was. now, did you always initiate the conversation or did they initiate with you? I initiated every conversation I had okay. in the car, even the high. Okay. Um, granted, I did have one Lyft driver that spoke zero English. So, I mean, even though that he was great and every car smelled amazing. Now that's surprising. Yes. Okay. Every car well, was clean. So, so my limited experience with Uber, um, every time I've gotten in an Uber, the driver is very talkative. Really? Right. And it's usually uh, I've taken Ubers late at night <laughs> and I, mm, well, I get them and they're talking to me and I'm like, you should know by now the people in the car are either tired or drunk. Yeah. So why are you trying to start a conversation? I, oh, David is such a jerk. Look, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying they're, they get into these very weird, deep conversations and I'm mm-hmm. just like, why? Well, the one girl, I think once, um, because she kind of seemed like she was like, like attitude wise, what she told me, she just came back from the gym. So we were talking and granted, I, I don't have the nicest face. Sometimes I do have resting B face. Same, same. <laughs> so maybe that's my problem. It's a curse. It is. So I once I like kind of like opened up to her by like starting the conversation and us talking, then she just wouldn't shut up, mm. which she was still great. But um, it was a lot of fun. And there was one thing I am guilty of. So, you know, on Snapchat, you can hold hold it down and it'll Shazam a song for you. Mm-hmm. All I want to say a few out of my Lyft drivers had this amazing playlist going and as like we were talking, like I was shazammed. I shazammed about eight songs. Mm-hmm. I was like, these songs were so like alternative and artsy because you're in someone like you're someone's car is their vibe. You know, right. like I know my car is me. Like it smells like me. It, it's, it's like another person or version of you. Right. So when you're in like their car, it's another version of them. So I mean, like her car was like so peachy. Like it smelled like peaches, and it was like the music and everything and i was like ah oh, like this yeah, is cuz so they're fun. they're trying to get the tip they're trying to they're exactly. actually trying to sell you whereas like a cabbie is not doing that for you they're they're just like i'm going to get your money no matter what like exactly but no it was definitely a lot of fun and but do you do your tip your drivers i do besides the one sorry bro you got me at the end of the week and i'm broke so 2020 is approaching and for once, I'm not talking about the 2020 election. I'm talking about the 2020 census. Ooh. So the last time I obviously remember the census was in 2010. Ten years ago. Um, I do remember that was the first time I had knowledge of what a census was. Same. Um, so based on the Constitution, it is actually written in there. There are very few things that are explicit in the Constitution, but that's one of them, is that every 10 years we must count every person in the country. Um, and... Right now, there's a question of, and it's heading to the Supreme Court, on this year's census form, should there be a question about United States citizenship? And I don't really know why it needs to be on there. Their reasoning that I'm looking at is that um, it can help with voting rights, which I think is rich coming from Republicans, but um, the, the point is... The census needs to be done because you need to have an accurate count of everyone in the country. And it, it says nothing in the in the Constitution about citizen or not. 
So if you start asking about citizenship, you may get less responses. So well, then on top of that, like we said, it is for your like your district lines. Mm-hmm. So this determines. I know in Jersey we have like what's it? I think like two hundred twenty thousand per district. So. With that being said, if we were to have people that aren't citizens marked, like this just sounds like a trap. <laughs> well, I'm I'm also wondering what is the what exactly are they doing? Is it yeah, like I'm like, are, are you a US citizen? Is it permanent resident? Is it temporary? Is it like what exactly is the question that would be asked should it make it onto the census? That and like back to what I was saying, like I mean like and then your representative like of that district they're supposed to represent citizens and non-citizens like this just sounds a mess right because and that's the point is that even if someone is not a citizen they're still living here and we need to know who is here um but if it was and and they are representing people that are non-citizens like like yes the the point of your representatives in congress and and your and the the districting and everything is to be representatives of u.s citizens but if someone's living here, you're you are in fact representing them. Like they right. they are here. But they're if they're here illegally, they're here illegally for a reason. I mean, getting these papers and visas, some of them don't speak English. It's very hard for them to understand. So it's so much easier to be under the radar mm-hmm. than to be on the radar because that's when you get implemented in the system. Right. And then it's like you know you healthcare, you know, uh, taxes, everything. So it, it it's hard and it's difficult and it's scary to think that you know this is this is going before the supreme court today right mm-hmm. so it's, and it's going to be going for a while there's going to be arguments about it but absolutely the, yeah. the deadline is june because they have to start printing out the census forms mm-hmm. so this is going to be a rushed process yeah so this is this is very interesting especially i don't know like we i mean we do have some liberal uh uh, justices. Yeah, but well, it's, I know curr- it's I currently know. a five to four yeah, majority that's why Republican. I'm, just, I'm thinking, I'm like, this is like kind of scary, but I don't know. I. Yeah, it's a frustrating topic because yeah. it's like, okay, like you need everyone to be accounted for. But I just think that this is going back to Trump. It's a very scary time. A lot of people that have been in the country illegally for years, mm-hmm. which me knowing some have been deported right so i mean and that's basically what trump's presidency is based on if you're not american get out and well and that was the the problem is that um you may if you start putting the citizenship question on there you will get less responses and not just from people who are not citizens right you may get the protest people who are just not going to fill out the census because they're standing in solidarity which is illegal right or you can i mean if you don't fill out the census I mean, they they can find you, but the the whole point of it is that we need an accurate count. Right. So if you're not filling out the census, we are not getting an accurate count. Therefore, we are not following a guideline in the Constitution. Right. So amend it. All right. Exactly. <laughs> well, and and the problem is is that we need to have this accurate count because it is so vital for the next decade. And and I think that was one of the issues going into the 2016 election is we knew what was at stake. And yet we didn't. There were some things like the 2020 census and redistricting Mm -hmm. because it was the end of a decade. People honestly forgot about what really was at stake. Had this been 2012, had the Trump presidency started in 2012, not really as much at stake. Um, 
but besides, you know, Supreme Court justices and um, the census and things like that that come up specifically at a particular time. Right. I think people didn't realize that that was at stake. I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see how this one turns out mm-hmm. because in my opinion, I just, like you said, not, a lot of people aren't going to sign for that. And can, can you like BS it on the census? You're not supposed, you have to answer it truthfully. That, yeah. But like say if you're not a citizen, what are they going to do? Well, it's, it's, that's the thing. It's not about being a citizen. It's about if you're living here, you need to answer and fill out the yeah, census. Yeah. But say, so say I'm not a citizen mm-hmm. and I sign everything out. I make up all this BS on my census Technically, it's counted because I'm here, but the information is a bunch of lies. And so you're going to come after me, even though, you know what I mean? It, it's it's weird. I mean, you can really get by it, but at the same God bless whoever counts the census. Exactly. Yeah. Think about the, the, it. It's the Department of Commerce is is in charge of the census. Boring. Um, but you don't want to work for the Department of Commerce? No. No, 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 no. no. Well, I'd rather work for the Department of Transportation, actually. Oh, my. Yes. Interesting. So, yes. what would you like to get off your chest? I, I hear it's something positive. Oh. oh, was I ever negative? Well, off my <laughs> chest is a rant-based segment, but it can also be something good. So, I just, um, this is just a proud moment for me. I feel like I'm going to cry because Biden 2020 is now an official thing. It's real. He's running. He's going to beat Trump. It is just, it's beautiful. And I've waited for this for so long. Ever since Obama, his last term was up, I was like, Biden, please, for me, please, I need my cup of joe. And was it like eight o'clock in the morning? Was it a week ago? Almost, yeah. Almost a week ago from today. He announced that he was running for president and his I used to get emails from him, you know, when you sign up mm. and it went from, you know, being just Joe to Joe 2020, Joe for president. And I cried when I got those emails. He is one president or one candidate that I would actually donate money to. But I'm broke right now, so we're not going to do that. <laughs> but I definitely am trying to jump on this campaign. I am so, like I've never been so happy. And this is the part of American politics that I love is when. You have that one person that you just absolutely love. You like, you know, they're going to have the right policies. I mean, he's been leading in every poll before he even announced that he was running. So it's like, which eh. I absolutely hate. But I'm sorry, his conservativeness is on fire. No, right I just now. hate that there's somebody leading in a poll that they're in a race that they haven't even declared that they're in yet. That's ridiculous. Because that's I, leading. Yeah, but I also felt like a lot of our candidates are great, but I don't think that they are ready yet to be president. Like Booker. He definitely had my vote. I always said this if Biden wasn't coming in, but I don't think he's ready to be president yet. I definitely think the next election or the election after that, that's when this this to me looks like a freshman class. Like the people that are running on the Democratic Party, they are amazing. They all have these amazing ideas and all that other stuff, but they're in they're not experienced. And what we're coming out of right now is going to be so bad and dangerous that I don't think they would be able to handle it after your president leaves. My my president. Okay. Well, for my off my chest, mine is also positive. We're keeping hey. the vibe up. We're being happy. Because um, it's May. Exactly. It's going to be May. <laughs> um, my One of my favorite bands, AJR, released their latest album, Neo Theater. I suggest you listen to it. If you are a 
choir kid or a theater kid, you will, I think, appreciate this album. Yes, I um, appreciate it. They are an alternative band, but they are, I don't really know how to describe them, like pop, alternative, something like... They're definitely alternative. Yeah, they're some EDM, some, like, they, they have a good mix of stuff, and the whole album is very interesting. Um, I suggest you listen to it. That's all I would have to say. Is go <laughs> go listen to Neo Theater. I liked what I heard so far. It's pretty I, good. I definitely was for it. You have good music taste, though. Oh, thank you. You do. Thank you. Don't get cocky. And that's all for this edition of Millennially Speaking. I'm David Latimer. And I'm Cheryl Boyer. Be sure to check out our new online video series on YouTube, Millennially Speaking 2. That's T-O-O, not T-W-O. New episodes drop Tuesdays. We'll be back next week. <laughs>